Hello everyone, I'm Jonathan Little. I'm here today with episode 283 of Weekly Poker Hand. I wanna thank you for being here with me today. Before we get started, if you enjoy this podcast, click like, click subscribe, share with your friends. That goes a long way to helping me spread my knowledge to other people who want to better their lives just like you. So today we are playing a 2,000-4,000 game with a 4,000 ante and an 8,000 straddle. So they came to play. And here we have Linus Loller, very, very good online pro, who raises to 20,000 from early position with pocket eights off of a 340,000 stack. So he's only playing 40 big blinds deep. And now Daniel Cates in the hijack has pocket fives, which I think calling is definitely the default play, but I don't think folding is like absurd by any means. You have to be relatively careful with the small pairs because while they do flop sets, sometimes you don't get paid off. Sometimes you get three bet and have to fold. And a lot of bad things can happen whenever you are playing relatively shallow stacked. Um, anyway, though, everybody else has nothing, so no three bet in this hand preflop. And now we're going to see the pot heads up between two of the best online players in the world. Let's see what we get. Flop comes nine. Seven six, giving Lolliger a pair and an open-ended straight draw. If you have studied my cash game masterclass over at pokercoaching.com, you know that you want to be doing a lot of checking out of position when the board connects well with your opponent's range. So, does nine seven six connect decently well with Daniel Cates' range? Ah, eh, it depends. Depends on how many suited connected type hands he's calling, right? Also, though, you want to be checking with your marginal made hands that can very, very easily check call. So can these pocket eights very, very easily check call? And I think the answer to that is definitely yes. So this is a prime candidate to check. You could certainly bet it. Don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with just betting with decently strong hands that have equity that don't mind a bit of protection. That said, I typically like checking in these scenarios, especially against opponents who are known to be a little bit loose, a little bit aggressive, and a little bit willing to try to push you around. Um, it is worth mentioning Lolliger is playing relatively shallow stacked. I mean, 340,000 euros is not not chump change by any means. But there's a chance that if he did come to play a cash game like this, maybe he started with a million euros, and now he's down to 340. I'm not saying that's what happened. I don't know that's what, what happened. But if you know that your opponent may think that you are going to be somewhat inclined to play a little bit cautiously to try to protect your stack because you only came with a million euros and uh, you're almost out. Well, if that's the case, then they may try to push you around. And if you know they're going to try to push you around, you can easily check with the understanding that you are just not folding later. There's a siren outside and uh, wasn't stopping. All right, so Loliger does check. And now should Daniel Cates bet with this. I think it's fine to bet the flop. Against over cards, they're just going to fold out a lot of the time. A hand like Ace-King may even small, or bet if you bet, or call if you bet relatively small. So I think you can go for a small bet on the flop and then go from there. I mean, certainly there are some turns you can continue bluffing on. Like, say the turn is a 10. Well, you really don't want a 10 to come. You can keep bluffing. Say it's something like a queen or a jack, you could also keep bluffing. You could... um I don't know if you necessarily need to, to keep betting if the turn's a 9, a 7, or a 6. An 8 gives you a straight, which is pretty good. So I'm fine with a small bet in this scenario. And Cates does go small. He goes 18,000, so about third pot. 
And now Lola Grass decided if he wants to call or raise. And this is a scenario where I think a lot of people make the mistake of just raising immediately because they think they have the best hand. Worst case, they have a draw. The problem though is that when you raise and get called or re-raised, what are you gonna be against? Well, you're gonna be against a whole lot of really strong hands, right? And maybe some, some bluffs, right? But the bluffs are gonna have plenty of equity. So against that range, you're not especially happy, right? But if you check call, now you keep Cates in with all of his random over cards, which do have some outs, but he's not gonna get there very often. And you keep him in with hands like fives that are drawing very thin. He only has 9% equity here, right? So you really don't wanna be raising with marginal made hands with a draw. A lot of people get in their minds, all right, pair plus draw, I'm raising, or you know, pair plus flush draw, pair plus straight draw, et cetera. But usually that is not gonna be the right play because these hands typically have a lot of showdown value. And to some extent, poker really is just about realizing your equity. If you can realize all of your equity and your opponents don't realize all of their equity, you're gonna crush them in the long term. And a nice way to realize your equity is to just get to the showdown with your marginal made hands like Lola Gur is gonna do. He does like to check call. It's probably gonna be check calling any turn bets, I imagine, no matter what happens. Ooh, turns a 10. <laughs> Funny enough, this is exactly the card Cates did not wanna see. Lollegert's gonna check, and it is worth mentioning he should never lead here, because think about this scenario, right? He raised from early position, so he probably doesn't have a whole lot of eights in his range to begin with. And Cates, who just called his preflop raise, is gonna have way more eights in his range. He's gonna have maybe 10-8 suited, 9-8 suited, 8-7 suited, pocket eights. Obviously, Lollegert's blocking all of those, but Cates realizes in this scenario that, that he has a lot of potential nut hands, straights. They can just very happily bet the turn and bet the river. And that's gonna put Lolo in a spot where he is essentially bluff catching with over pairs or two pairs or even sets, right? It is worth mentioning against very strong players who will slow play some portion of the time, you have to be way more careful when it comes to just triple barreling off. Um, from a GTO point of view, this is a good example of a scenario where Cates is maybe thinking that his range is very, very polarized, meaning all of Loliger's hands lose to all of Cates' value hands. And as we see, that's just not true, right? Because Loliger has the pocket eights. He actually does have some nut hands in his range. I imagine if he raised with nine eight suited or eight seven suited or even eight six suited if he was getting loose, um, he may also check call the flop, right? So this is a scenario where Cates cannot use just the, uh, he cannot use the idea of I'm just gonna be betting with a perfectly polarized range using the appropriate GTO bet size because he's not actually perfectly polarized. And uh, that this, this idea does come up a lot. A lot of people think they're polarized, meaning their opponent either has a bluff, all their opponent's ranges are bluff catchers, but that usually is not the case. So you don't get to bluff as often as some people think you do. All right, anyway, uh, this pocket fives hand is almost certainly a bluff though. I would just bet big on the turn and bet big on the river. I may even try to set it up to where he's all in. So I'd bet something like 60 or 70 on the turn. If you bet 60 on the turn, pot's gonna go up to 210 and then you can jam 200 on the river. So I think that's pretty nice. Kate says lining up a uh, bluff. Nice thing about Kate's bet here is that, well, I don't know if it's necessarily nice. I was gonna say you pretty much never get raised and um, that's gonna allow you to have a river bluff. Now, I don't know if that's necessarily gonna be a good thing. It's clearly not a good thing in this scenario, but I, I definitely like the bluff. I don't really see any other option with the pocket fives. I mean, you could check behind and then just hope it goes check, check on the river. You could conceivably bet small on the turn 
for value slash protection against the ace high type hand. Spent like 20k on the turn, but I'm not a big fan of that. I think just going for a bigger bet and setting up trying to get over pairs to fold is going to result in Lolliger folding out the majority of his range. Um, similar to the flop, right, where I said you don't want to be check-raising pairs and draws, you probably don't want to be check-raising here because Lolliger has a severe range and nut disadvantage at this point. Maybe not necessarily range disadvantage, but he's going to have a hard time playing a lot of the range, right? So this is a spot where he doesn't really want to raise much of anything, and I'd be shocked if he does anything besides just call. And he does just call, and I think that's that's his only option because Cates has all the nut hands in his range. Whenever your opponent has a lot of nut hands and you don't, you don't get to raise. It's okay to have only a calling or folding strategy in those scenarios. River's a king. Lolliger checks, and I think Cates just has to go for a bet. He used a small bet size on the turn, or maybe the pot size. Maybe the stack sizes are not updating for me. I'm not entirely sure. Um, but I, I would be making a big bet here. Pot's 190. I see no other play besides just big. Now I'm not again like I'm not exactly sure of the, the stack sizes, but if Lolliger is close to all in, I would just be all in. Like say he has 200k, I would just put him in for 200. Looks like he has something like 170 behind or something like that. So then the question becomes, should you go all in or should you bet a little bit less? I think it's certainly viable to bet a little bit less, especially if you think his range is either calling or folding, period, and it's it does not care about your bet size, right? Like, well, here we here we see a stack. It looked like uh, about 170 or so, maybe 180. Um, given he has 180K there, I think I just put him all in. But if you think he's going to fold to, let's say, 140, or call 140 the exact same frequency that he calls 180, then betting smaller saves you a little bit of money, right? So you don't necessarily have to put your opponent all in. Um, and in this scenario, you know, Cates may now, now actually have all that many bluffs in his range. So if he doesn't have all that many bluffs in his range, perhaps he gets to use a slightly smaller size. Typically, as you have fewer bluffs, you should be betting a smaller sizing. So anyway, Cates is lining up a bet. And he does go for 144,000. Obviously, Lolliger's going to... Well, I suppose... Should he go all in or just call now? Kind of interesting. Um, I, I'm not sure of the stack sizes, but in this situation, as you are very close to all in, it's probably okay just to go all in. But the, thing, the nice thing is, or the neat thing is here, is that if he does go all in for, let's say, 180, again, I don't know his stack. But if he does have 180 and he's facing the 144 bet, if he raises, Case is going to call with an 8, and he's going to fold everything else. Notice he could have queen jack, though. Every once in a while, he's going to have queen jack. And in that scenario, you'd rather not lose more money. And right here, when you do check raise river, like the gig's up, right? You clearly have a straight. So unless you think you can get a really, really sick bluff through with a hand like pocket jacks to try to make a set fold, then uh, I mean, maybe that's the scenario where you could jam it. But I, I think you typically want to just be calling in these scenarios and... <laughs> Lolliger does call. Actually, maybe he was deeper stacked. I think I think the pot size may, maybe were wrong in this scenario. Anyway, easy call for him. And, and notice the power here of having slow plays in your range, right? The fact that Lolliger had this eight made his life way easier than if his range was only over pairs and ace high going to the flop and over pairs going to the turn because all of those would have been in a much, much, much tougher spot. But um, having some nut hands makes it to where Cates just can't bluff nearly as often as he would like to be able to bluff. And that puts him in bad shoes. So make sure you protect your checking range. And quite often, pairs plus draws are really, really good hands to put in your checking range. 
because when you get there, you're somewhat disguised, and it makes it to where your opponents can't bluff you as often as they would like doing. So that's going to be it for today. Hope you enjoyed this episode of Weekly Poker Hand. If you did, click like, click subscribe, share with your friends. Good luck in your games. Have fun, and I'll talk to you next time.